image of this ministration. We are praying that may you bring your people, oh Lord, that which you have intended for us to hear, may we hear. Oh Lord, minister to us, teach us. Oh Lord, we pray that may we be impacted by this word. We pray that, oh Lord, may our expectations not be cut short in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. It's a beautiful Saturday in the presence of the Lord. And what better way to start this day than with the teaching of the Lord, than with, you know, the ministration of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So I'm just happy that we are meeting again. This um, week, or this message, you know, I already had a message that I was to preach. But then across the week, God just brought this word that we are going to be talking about today in my spirit. And God said, like, study it and let me reveal certain things to you that, you know, you need to know. And after I did that, God just spoke to me that that's the message that we are to preach today. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe it's a powerful message. I believe it's a powerful word. So I want you to be expectant expectant and think of today as something new something powerful that you are going to receive from god in the mighty name of jesus amen so the title for today's message is the kingdom the kingdom hallelujah the kingdom and the intro scripture is mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 15 mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 15 after john was put in prison Jesus went into Galilee, proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Hallelujah. So after Jesus was baptized, after he went into the wilderness and you know he was tested by the devil, literally when he began his ministry, this was his message. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has come in. And this is Jesus. When he was to be born, he's the Messiah. He's the Savior. But he, he, here he comes and he's preaching the kingdom. So what has the kingdom got in relation to salvation? Because you are the Savior. You are Yeshua HaMashiach. And here you are in your ministry. And your ministry is to preach the kingdom. Hallelujah. So this is Jesus preaching the kingdom of God. It says here also, Matthew chapter 4 verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. So Jesus' salvation message was that the kingdom of God is at hand or the kingdom of heaven is at hand. I, I like Mark's, you know, version of, of this because he said the kingdom of God and in Matthew chapter 4 verse 17 it says the kingdom of heaven so you realize that literally there are two kingdoms because Mark said the kingdom of God and Matthew said the kingdom of heaven so Jesus preached the kingdom of God and he said the kingdom of God has come here so his message was the kingdom of God the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is near. So he preached, the, he literally preached the kingdom. There are two categories of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, one, and the kingdom of heaven. Heaven is a place that we have to go to. But the kingdom of God is a realm. And as we go ahead, as we go ahead, we'll go deeper into this so that we know more about it. Hallelujah. Somebody say the kingdom the kingdom so what is a kingdom we've heard the word kingdom but what is a kingdom a kingdom according to the dictionary is a politically organized community or major territorial unit having a monarchical form of government headed by a king or a queen god bless you brother so that is a kingdom it is a community politically organized and it, it has, you know, a monarchical 
form of government headed by a king or a queen so they have a king heading or a queen heading it says here in zechariah chapter 14 verse 9 and the lord shall be king over all the earth in that day in that day shall there be one lord and his name one so zechariah was talking about the lord being king over all the earth said and the lord shall be king so literally at that time the lord wasn't king over the earth yet but he said the lord shall be king so he was actually talking about jesus jesus will come and he will be a king because we had sold our authority to the devil and now the devil was the prince of the the world the devil was the one ruling this earth yeah god is the king of the universe and he gave the earth to mankind to rule but we gave when we fell we gave we transferred our authority to the devil and the devil began ruling the earth so in zachariah in zachariah's time the, the devil was still ruling the earth because jesus hadn't come and he said that there the, a day is coming and in that day the lord the lord there will be one lord and his name will be one and that the lord will be king so the earth will be the earth is already a kingdom the earth is a kingdom on its own but in that time it was being ruled by the devil by satan because we gave it to him but he was he, he looked into the spiritual he looked prophetically into a world where the lord into the earth where the lord will be king over the earth not just the whole world but the earth hallelujah he will have dom a dom a dominion he will rule over the earth hallelujah amen so let's 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 continue as we go on you understand if there's anything that you want to know more or you are not getting can you just put it down in the, in the comment section so that is the kingdom a kingdom is, is a community headed by a king or a queen and as i was you know going through the meaning of a kingdom okay we'll go into that i it occurred to me the roman kingdom there were many kingdoms on this earth there was the babylonian empire there was a lot of things but we if there is anything we know of united kingdom <laughs> in the uk we know of the roman kingdom the roman empire the roman kingdom and in the roman kingdom you realize that or the roman let me say roman even the roman empire let's just say the roman empire as it was called you realize that they ruled over certain colonies they had their own country but they ruled over certain colonies they had you know they fought and took people's land and it became their own so if let's say i am part of the roman empire and i come to the united states and let's say i capture california or i capture florida and i i, I capture that city or let's say that place if i capture it it becomes my colony so it's it's as though it is still called florida it is changed to be a roman colony and their language is enforced so yes you are speaking american language you start to speak roman language you start to speak you know in those days they spoke latin you start to speak latin you their culture will be inculcated into your culture so in they will not bring their systems your system so you have no systems like they colonize you and that was what you know the kingdoms were doing what the roman kingdom did yeah, very interesting so in the uk also in, in the, with the british when they colonized africa not only them you know portugal the european countries that's what they call it the united kingdom when they colonized africa when they colonized they took certain parts of africa and they, they started instilling language so in Af africa we had different types of languages in ghana we used to speak you know we speak our own local language now they call it local I'm, I'm gonna can i speak three you know we have guns they speak Ghan language but when they colonize ghana when the british colonized ghana they change our language to english 
So now they say English became the formal language. That's why sometimes some, um, you know, people in, in, in the country or they, let's say some locals don't understand that we still speak English. Like that's not our language. But because we were colonized, we were colonized, they in, instilled in Ghana their systems. So we go by the secondary school system. We go by the boarding school system. And that's the same thing in the UK. We speak um you know Europe European English, or let me say British English. We speak UK English, and that is what we speak here. And it's because they colonized that we have schools, you know, or Catholics and stuff that all came from the British Empire, the British Kingdom, the United Kingdom. And when so when they colonize a country, that is what they do. They brought in their own governors to rule. So though we were here in this state, though we were here in this country, they were literally ruling. They were in charge of everything. They went, they went, they were doing everything, and we had no say because they colonized that. We are a colony. So when someone outside comes to Ghana. Because of the things we do, it will seem like they are, you know, with, you know, someone from British. Because we speak Europe, we speak United Kingdom English. We do boarding school language. Their system is being installed here. We have parliamentarians. And we are also part of the Commonwealth. So literally, though we are individual states now, that is what they say to be. We the king is the head, the, the queen is the head now, is the king, so the king is the head, so they pay homage to the, the king in a way. So that's how a, a, a kingdom is, that's how kingdoms are, that's how the Roman kingdom operated in the late you know 2000 years ago, and that is how some kingdoms operated, they get colonies, it was all a fight for power. So when you get a colony, when you get a place, then you rule. You have dominion there. You know, you bring your governors. You have your soldiers there. You are literally ruling. So the people there have no say. You have the power. You have the authority. And literally, that is what the devil was doing. When we let, when when we literally gave our power, literally gave our dominion to the devil, he began to rule the world. Yet. Yeah, we were in we, we were in this, we were on this earth he began to rule the earth sorry not the world the earth yes we were on this earth we were living here we had families we are doing all sorts of things but literally he was ruling so you go to this country and they are serving this god you go to that country and they are serving this god those are the governors that the devil has put in place so there were people where everybody was serving you know gods because the devil has put governors there so you realize that there are certain places you go and they are worshiping the water because there are demonic forces or principalities that operate in the water and those principalities are governing that um territory so that's literally what the kingdom is about i hope i, I hope i've gained uh, um you've gained some understanding you can just send a thumbs up so I continue. Yeah. So it's even said in scripture that there was one time Daniel was praying. And when Daniel prayed, God brought an answer. But the Bible said that the um, the prince of Persia withstood the angel. That prince of a governor that was ruling at that time. The territory they found themselves in. And God was sent in Jamaica to save that angel. Yes. God bless you, brother. So the devil was literally ruling. He had governors, you know, his principalities, wickedness, and they were ruling territories, entities. So you, you go here, and these people say, worship this God, and this is what we about. They are all, you know, governors that the enemy has put principalities, wickedness, and high places that were oppressing people. That were, and the funny fact is that they were actually worshipping these things. And they thought, oh, this God has given us rain. This God has given us fertility. Meanwhile, it is God <laughs> most high that was actually giving them the, the rain. That was actually giving them the sunshine. God was the one that was actually providing. But these people were taken rather from them and they were worshipping these gods. Hallelujah. Yes. So I think I've gone deeper, but don't worry. I just 
pray you get the understanding so why preach the kingdom why preach the kingdom why did jesus preach the kingdom what is it about the kingdom we are on earth we are living we are believers we've been saved why the kingdom you realize in scripture if you read the bible carefully or the summary of scripture is all about the king his kingdom and his children the whole summary of the bible is the king his kingdom and his children god who is the king his kingdom his domain and his children that's all the, the that's why that's why there's a need for us to understand the kingdom the principles of the kingdom because we are in the kingdom of god we are in the kingdom of god the whole summary of the bible is the king his kingdom his children is how do you walk in something or how do you utilize something when you have no idea how do you you know go by the rules and regulations how do you maneuver your way around it when you have no understanding so jesus preached the kingdom hallelujah subtopic sorry subtopic is what did jesus mean by the kingdom of god what did jesus mean by the kingdom of god it says in colossians chapter 1 verse 13 to 14 who had delivered us from the power of darkness and had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son in whom we have redemption through his blood even the forgiveness of sins hallelujah so it says here and this is paul talking to the colossians that the, the um, we have been delivered from the power of darkness so first we were in darkness first we were you know we were in bondage by the power of darkness and god had translated us into the kingdom of his dear son so when we were saved when we came to christ we were translated into the kingdom of his son in whom we have redemption through his blood so we were redeemed by the blood of jesus we were forgiven our sins were forgiven and now we are in the kingdom of god so the only way for us to even enter the kingdom was by jesus was by god translating us into that kingdom it's by grace that we are even in the kingdom it's by grace that we got to we get to stay in the kingdom hallelujah the kingdom of god is jesus the kingdom of god is jesus once on being asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god will come that is 17 luke chapter 17 verse 20 to 21 luke 17 20 to 20, 21 it says once on being asked by the pharisees when the kingdom of god would come jesus replied the coming of the kingdom of god is not something that can be observed it's not something that can be observed nor will people say here it is or there it is because the kingdom of god is in your midst so the kingdom of god is jesus the pharisees asked jesus that when is the kingdom of god coming because they've heard in scripture they've the prophecies. they didn't have understanding of their prophecies but they had knowledge of the prophecies and in the prophecies it spoke about the coming kingdom so they were like they asked jesus that okay so when is the kingdom coming when is the kingdom of god coming and i'm sure this was one of their questions to trick jesus i'm sure they thought oh that what does he know when he doesn't know we have read the scriptures we have knowledge of it but they didn't have understanding and jesus told them that yes the kingdom of god is not something that you can observe you can't observe it you can't read the signs no but it is here it is here and i'm in your midst he said because it is in your midst you can't you can't say it is there or there it is but i'm but it is in your midst and jesus was the one that was in their midst so literally jesus is the kingdom of god the kingdom of god is jesus and as we read in colossians 1 verse 10 he said god translated us into the kingdom of his dear son so the kingdom of god is literally as as coming into christ and christ in us so we are translated in christ so yeah we are on this earth but then we are in christ 
So we walk as though Christ is the one walking on this earth, but we are living in Christ. And that is the kingdom. So Christ says that the church is the body and he is the head. So Christ himself is the kingdom. As we come into him and he walks on the earth, we are in the kingdom and we walk on the earth. Hallelujah. Yes. So the kingdom of God is Jesus. And the next is the kingdom of God is a realm. The kingdom of God is a realm. That sounds like tautology. <laughs> because a kingdom is literally the same as a realm. A kingdom is a territory, you know. <laughs> as we spoke earlier, that a kingdom is a politically organized community or a major territorial unit having a monarchical form of government headed by a king or a queen. And that's literally the same as a realm. But there's just a difference. There's something about a realm that acts that adds you know some strangeness to it a realm is a community or a territory over which a sovereign rules the term is commonly used to describe a monarchical or dynastic state a realm may also be a subdivision within an empire if it has its own monarch so literally a realm may encompass territories that are subject to a monarch yet are not a physical part of his or her kingdom so though a realm is the same as a kingdom kingdom is mostly used when it is a monarchical form maybe there's a king or there's a queen but let's say there is you know an emperor there is a governor then you can say a realm it's just used to kind of like dif really differentiate but also when let's say as i said earlier you know the united kingdom is there Britain is there and let's say the people the colonies in africa that are you know part of the commonwealth are under britain so we are not in britain but we are under it and as i said there are certain things there are system that they have enforced here so though we are not part of that kingdom literally we are we are we are a realm of it so we are physically we are not part of the kingdom but we are part of it so that is a realm so the kingdom of god is a realm so in the kingdom of god as i said we are in christ and christ is what of god <laughs> it's it's i want you to just understand this just open your ears and just like listen carefully so the kingdom of god we are in Christ, and we are asking in Christ, Christ is of God, and that is what makes us to be part or connected to the kingdom. So we are not in heaven physically, but we are in Christ, and Christ is of heaven. Hallelujah. So there are things that are done in heaven that is done here. So Jesus made us pray that Jesus made us pray that pray that. I will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallelujah. So when we accept Christ, we are included in the kingdom. Instantaneously, we are included in the kingdom. As a resident of the kingdom, you may be on earth, but operate from the realm of the kingdom of God. As I said earlier, so we are on earth, but we are walking as Christ, as though Christ is walking on the earth. We are in Christ. So we, we are on the earth, but we are operating from the realm of the kingdom of God. So the Bible says we are in this world, but we are not of this world. I believe Adam and Eve, though they were living on the earth, they were operating from a realm of dominion. They were operating from the realm of dominion. How do I know this? Because the Bible said that God, when God, you know, created them, God gave them dominion over the earth. So they were operating from a realm of dominion. You know, they had dominion over everything. They were able to name the animals as Brother Daniel spoke about in its transformational. That they had re revelational knowledge. So they were able to name the animals, know what this is, name it according to the will of God. So they operated from a realm of dominion while on the earth. And they had to, you know, transfer that dominion or mistakenly transfer that dominion to the devil. 
And after that, they were just living on the earth and the devil rather had dominion. And now when they sin, they die. Hallelujah. So the realm of the kingdom of God is a whole new system and way of life, which goes against the system of this world. So the system of this world, there is a system in the world. There are people that have, you know, worldly knowledge. If you go to Ecclesiastes, it's talking about the world, how everything is vanity. And in Ecclesiastes, you will see how King Solomon, you know, was speaking about this. This man, you can see, has studied with the world. He had wisdom. He had a wisdom. He had wisdom for the system of the world. So he was able to utilize it to his capacity. So if you look at Proverbs, you, you see Solomon giving wisdom. So much wisdom. God gave him wisdom. But that wisdom was a wisdom, you know, that could, you know, wisdom of the world. It wasn't, you know, the wisdom Jesus had was wisdom that surpasses. But Solomon had wisdom. He had great wisdom. But it was a wisdom of the world. So he studied the system of the world. It was a whole new system. And, and he was able to maneuver his way around it. So there were things that he did. So it, the Bible said in Proverbs that, look at the ant look at the ant they they sow in season and and they keep they save they do you know solomon was given wisdom of the world but jesus came and jesus say and jesus said that you know don't look at the ants look up look at god look into the sky the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap yet your father in heaven provides for them so solomon was teaching us the system of the world that when you, you should sow at this time, reap at this time, when you sow your harvest, save some, do this. But Jesus is telling us that don't even think about what you eat, for God will provide. As long as you are looking at God, as long as you are in God's will, in the kingdom, and you are doing what God wants you to do, God will provide what you eat. So that is a whole new realm. That is a whole new system. And what Jesus said offended the Pharisees. It offended people. But he was preaching the kingdom. And that is what he came to preach. And the kingdom, yeah, God will provide. And the things of the kingdom goes against the system of the world. The world will tell you that, why are you so tight? <laughs> the world will tell you that, why are you giving? You know, why are you giving? I remember the time where, and Mary Magdalene broke the, you know, the perfume and brought it on Jesus's, you know, head. And they were like, Jesus, what? They, 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 you know, they lashed out at her. Now, why is she wasting the perfume? In the system of the world, you know, poor people are, are there. Widows are there. This perfume that she's wasting, the, the nard that she's wasting, it is a whole year's wages. And it can be used to, you know, give to the poor can be used to give to the widow. But Jesus said that the, the widow and the poor, you always have. But me, you will not always have. So this woman has done a beautiful to, thing to me. So the system of the world was saying that, why would she waste it? As they tell us, why would we, you know, pay tight? Why would we give a seed? Why would you do this and that? But in our kingdom, you know, we whatever we do, we do it to please the Lord. And this woman had a revelation of Christ's death. And this was the sign that God was giving to Christ. Maybe, who knows, maybe this was to encourage Christ. And this woman did that. He, he brought something beautiful. And God said, you have done a beautiful thing to me. And God pronounced the blessing over her life. That she, she was so famous that she's still famous today. We, we, you know, the only person that we know that has been famous Throughout history is Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, he was famous, just that he wasn't known. And this woman, he said that wherever my, my I'm preached or this message is preached, you will be preached. This woman too is famous just because she did what God wanted to do. So the system in the kingdom goes against the system of this world. It goes against it. So the kingdom of God is a realm. Though we are in this world, we are not of this world. Hallelujah. Okay, so I want to speak on this. God has made the church to be a kingdom. I don't think we will end this message today. But wherever we get to, we'll stop and continue next week. Hallelujah. God has made the church to be a kingdom. Soft topic. 
Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father to him be glory and power forever and ever hallelujah so God has made us to be a kingdom so we are a kingdom as I said the kingdom of God is not a place it's a realm <laughs> it's a realm yeah we are on this earth but we belong to the kingdom of God we are in the realm of the kingdom of God God has made us to be a kingdom and a priest so as a believer you are a kingdom the church is a kingdom the church is a kingdom on its own that's why our way of life is different from the world that's why there are certain things we don't you know condone in the world there are certain things we don't do there are certain things that we do that the world also thinks is foolishness it's all because god has made us a kingdom and as a kingdom we operate from a different perspective we operate exactly from the throne room of god almighty we have the holy spirit to lead and guide us the bible said the laws of the lord are written on our hearts so we operate from god <laughs> we operate from god because the holy spirit dwells in us so that the way he teaches us how to operate so you are a kingdom you are in the kingdom you are not in a religion I don't care what the world calls it. Christianity is a religion. It's, it's a religion. No, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a way of life. It is a kingdom. It is a kingdom. We are a kingdom. We are a whole new kingdom. And in the olden days, if let's say this person is a Roman, yeah, and he goes to another state, which let's say is also a Roman colony, they really respect that person just because the person is a Roman. So there was some time in scripture, I think Acts chapter 16, Paul was in prison. He was imprisoned. And after he was being in prison, they told him that, oh, he's okay to leave now. And Paul mentioned to them that he's a Roman citizen. And they imprisoned him unlawfully. Just, just that statement, the people that imprisoned him were so scared. Like, we've, we've imprisoned a Roman citizen and we didn't know. Imagine if Paul pleased um, place to see God. I'm sure that was in their thoughts. Just because he was a Roman citizen. A Roman citizen. Hallelujah. So you are a kingdom of God citizen. You are a kingdom citizen. You are not just a believer. You don't have a religion. You are, you are in a kingdom. You are in a way of life. <laughs> you are in a way of life. Hallelujah. You are in a kingdom. You are in a kingdom. That's why we call each other brothers and sisters. Because we see each other as a family, as a kingdom. Hallelujah. So the church, God has made the church a kingdom. Revelation 1 verse 9. I, John, your brother and companion, the suffering and the kingdom and the patience and endurance that are ours in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. So John, the revelator, as we know him to be, the writer of revelation he stated that he he was a brother and a companion in the suffering and the kingdom and patient endurance that is ours in jesus so he stated that he was a companion in this in the suffering and also in the kingdom so he was in the kingdom he stated that i am done i am your brother to the to the church he was writing to the church and whether i am your brother I'm your companion and I'm also in the kingdom. So anyone who is in the church is in the kingdom. God has made the church a kingdom. Hallelujah. We are a kingdom. We are not people that have a religion. It's a whole way of life. It's a whole realm that we live in. Hallelujah. We don't live our lives and worship God on Sunday. But we operate from a realm of the kingdom where the king's rules or the king's will is done. And that is how we live. Hallelujah. In, in the Roman Empire, when the, the emperor says something, they do it quickly. When the emperor says, go here, do this, get this done, they do it quickly. And that is the, the kingdom we are in. We are in the kingdom of God. We are not slaves to the world. We are not in bondage. So there are certain things that happen to the people in the world that they are scared. That happens to us and we are not scared. Why? Because we are operating from a different realm. We are in the realm of the kingdom of God. And Silas were in prison. There were other prisoners there, 
But here they were praying and singing hymns. Who goes to prison and sings hymns? And pray? I know I've not been dead, but I don't think someone will be there and just be singing hymns and praying in, in a prison, you know, or a jail cell. Like, who would do that? But Paul and Silence were doing it. And the prisoners were there were amazed. They were, you know, inspired, like, wow. This is because they were operating from the kingdom of God. They knew that jail cell can't hold them. They are not in bondage to the world. They are not enslaved to the world. They are bigger than the world. They have a kingdom bigger than, than, than the earth. And that is the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I operate from the kingdom of God. I operate from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Amen. When in, in, in the olden days, when Britain had colonies and it was, you know, it was there, like Britain had colonies, Africa had colonies, and all those people had colonies and what have you. If you find yourself in maybe one of those colonies that they had, or somewhere else, and you say that I am from England, I am from Britain, you know, they will respect you just because you know the kingdom you are from. Yeah, you might not be from that country, but the fact that you are from a kingdom greater than theirs, they respect you and honor you. Hallelujah. I am from the kingdom of God. I operate from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. The next is how to enter the kingdom of God. How to enter the kingdom of God. I'm sure when I'm, I'm done with this section, I'll aim so that next week we just go dive in into the way of life of the kingdom. And that is the main thing. That is the food. Hallelujah. That's the meat. Hallelujah. This is just the milk. Amen. So how to enter the kingdom of God? The first is repent and believe in the good news. Mark chapter 1 verse 14 to 15. After John was put in prison, Jesus went into Galilee proclaiming the good news of God. The time has come, he said. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. So that's how you enter the kingdom. As simple as it is, there is power in it. Jesus said what? The time has come near. The, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe. So to enter the kingdom of God, all you have to do is to repent and believe. And by God's grace, we have repented and we believe in God. Therefore, we are part of the kingdom. Therefore, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So repent and believe in the good news. And I just want to state this. As I said, the kingdom of God is a realm. And we are, as we live on this earth, we operate from the kingdom of God. So you don't have to die before you go to the kingdom of God. When you die, then you go. You are translated to heaven. But on this earth, we are in the kingdom of God. Even when we are translated to heaven, we are still in the kingdom of God because we are in Christ. Because we operate from that realm. But while on earth, we are already in the kingdom of God. We are already in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of his dear son. We are in Jesus and Jesus is in us. Jesus said, I in him, I'm in my father and my father is in me. So we are in the kingdom of God. God has made a church a kingdom. So when you repent of your sins, you believe in the good news that Christ died and rose again. You know, you are saved. As as simple as, as, as that. Repent. So the next is be born again. That is, we are talking about how to enter the kingdom of God. Be born again. John 3.3 Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you have to be born again. And I'm sure this scripture is talking about when Jesus met with Nicodemus. And Nicodemus said, that, How can I be born again? And he said, You better get to your mother, <laughs> your second mother, and be born again. So, you have to be born again to see the kingdom you have to be born again jesus you know once you accept christ you are and, and you accept christ lord and personal savior you believe in the power of the cross you know you are born again your spirit is made anew and as you are transformed the bible said you are translated into the kingdom of his dear son as we read 
so you have to be born again and yeah so when you are born again you are in the kingdom and thanks be to god by god's grace we are all born again hallelujah we are all new creation the bible said when you are into christ you are a new creation all things are passed away and behold all things are new so to enter the kingdom of god you have to be born again and i i i, I believe we are born again those listening if you are not born again i pray that may you be born again in the mighty name of jesus amen amen and third is baptism john chapter 3 verse 5 jesus answered verily verily i say unto thee except a man be born of water and of the spirit he cannot enter into the kingdom of god john 3 verse 5 so baptism we have to be baptized to be in the kingdom to be jesus there to be the kingdom of god you have to be you know baptized and baptism literally is not really about yeah you have to be baptized with water and be baptized with the spirit but then it's it's much more of an internal work than the physical you know the this being you know but being baptized with water is just a sign but the work actually goes on internally and if you want to know more i think you should listen to um we did a podcast on baptism we taught on baptism so you can just go to and listen to baptism yeah it is there and get into the details of it but christ is saying that you have to be baptized to enter the kingdom and you have to be baptized with water and of the spirit so the spirit has to baptize you the spirit has to baptize you so jesus told the disciples that they shouldn't go but they should stay in jerusalem for the spirit of god the power of God to come upon them before they start their ministry they have to be baptized when jesus was baptized with water that is that they saw that you know a dove landed upon his head and that was signifying the baptism of the spirit he was not just baptized with water but he was baptized with the spirit hallelujah hallelujah and yes one way where you can know that someone is baptized is speaking in tongues but there are people that have been baptized with the Spirit also that don't speak in tongues as I say so it's an internal work internal work a work that is internal baptism so once you are baptized with water and the Spirit you can enter the kingdom of God but if not you cannot enter the kingdom of God but it's like it's a much more of an internal work than a physical you know you going into water and coming up that one is just a sign that's much more of an internal work hallelujah man and oh, i just want to ask to do one of the ways in the kingdom because it's a lot but i just want to ask to take one or two so we end so our subtopic is the way of life in the kingdom right now we know we are in the kingdom we know we are in the kingdom. We have crossed all the check boxes to be in the kingdom. We know we are in the kingdom. So what is the way of life of the kingdom? How do I live my life? Um, I have once heard um, a man of God, a pastor, preach that though he was a banker, when he goes to the bank, he doesn't see himself as a banker before a believer, but he sees himself as a believer before a banker so though he's in that atmosphere he operates from the kingdom of god in his workplace so our way of life in the kingdom is not only in church or with other believers but with everyone as jesus did so sometimes you can look at jesus and realize that jesus operated in you know a whole new realm and that is the kingdom of god he was in this world, but he did things that were not this world. Like things that the world cared about, he didn't care about. Things that the world should, the world didn't care. That's what he cared about. There were certain things he did. They didn't understand. They lashed out. They said, you know, they called him names, but he still did it because that is what pleased God. So there is a certain way of life that kingdom brings that we have to know and work in it. And once we work in it, we are able to utilize it to the fullest. Be able to utilize it to the fullest and you know walk in victory on this earth. So the first way of life in the kingdom is childlike faith. You don't walk in the kingdom without faith. You even need kingdom to be in. You even need faith to be in the kingdom. Therefore, you you, you have to walk in childlike faith. Mark chapter ten verse fourteen to fifteen. Mark ten fourteen to fifteen says, 
But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and pained and said to them, Allow the children to come to me. Do not forbid or prevent or hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive or accept and welcome the kingdom of God like a little child does or positively shall not enter it at all. So, Jesus stated blank, point blank, you need to receive the kingdom of God like a child. You need to walk in the kingdom like a child. You need to have faith like the child. God doesn't need people that when he tells them something, God doesn't need people that when he tells them something, God doesn't need people that when he tells them something, they now have to think about it. How will it work? Let's look at the possibility. Let's sit and think. Let's do this. Let's do that. No, we have to, you know, look at our finances. We have to be smart. God doesn't need people like that. God needs people who are action, you know, action oriented. God needs people that when he says go, they go. God needs people that when he says do, they do. And he needs them to receive the faith, childlike faith. Childlike faith. Just look at the attributes of a child. When you tell a child, a child that, oh, I'll give you a toffee. Today, I'll give you a toffee. And the child comes, or a candy. And the child comes in, she, she or he asks you, you didn't buy the candy. You didn't buy it. Then the child would, you know, you tell the child, oh, I'm so sorry. I was tired. I forgot. Bye bye tomorrow. Okay. The child will believe you. The child, you, you, the child will believe you. You believe you that oh, you buy. You say you didn't buy, so you buy it more. The next day, the child will hope that you will buy the toffee. You can tell the child again that I would, I would, you know, buy the candy today. Today, the work, the work was this and that, and they have closed the store, the shop, and the child will be okay. Some might act out, but they will still believe and hope that you still give it to them. And that is childlike faith. To believe in God even when you don't understand. You don't understand the belief. To believe in God even when you don't know. Go to Abraham, work with me. Go to a land I'll show you. I'm sure his father had properties and stuff. But said, leave your father's house and go. It seemed crazy. It's like, where am I going to? Have I taught this well? Have I taught this well? Where am I going to stay? I should have made plans. I should have sent people to check here, to check there. But God wants us to receive the promises like a child. To receive the kingdom like a child. So the, the child will believe. The child will hope. God wants you to follow him. When, when wherever he goes, you go. Even when you don't understand, I want you to believe. I want you to trust. I want you to trust. You to believe. Even when the, the result is, is like there's no way the result will happen. It seems impossible. God wants you to believe. He wants you to receive the kingdom. Like a child, Hallelujah. When I was a child, I did. <laughs> you know, I could do anything. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a dentist. I wanted to be a surgeon. I wanted to be a pilot. I wanted to be everything. <laughs> you know, you you believe, and I believe this so much. I can be anything, and that is that's in the kingdom. Literally, sometimes you think it's not possible. Doctors have to go to seven years training. Lawyers have to go to you know four years in in, in degree and go to law school. And, you know, it's a lot of. Is this possible? Is this not possible? But as a child, you believe. You have faith. You follow your you know you follow God. You follow your dreams. As a child, but then in our kingdom. We believe, we receive the kingdom with faith. We receive the promises of God. Even if it's our faith, we do what things we should do. When you tell a child to go and sleep, yeah, some of them might react, but they would go and sleep because you are telling them, the adult is telling them too. When God tells you to do this, do that. When you know, sometimes you tell you tell your children to go to a time out. <laughs> you know, they, they listen, some don't listen, some struggle, but they in order they listen and they go to time and they just sit down. In our kingdom, when God tells you to wait, you wait. <laughs> the Bible says every day, 
is is a thousand years before God. The Lord's day, Jesus' whole life was called a day. In that day, the Lord will be killed over the earth. <laughs> when sometimes when God tells us to wait, it's like you know, time is far fetched. God, it's to us twenty years, ten years, five years. God, you promised me I've been waiting, but God is just a day, and God is just waiting for that right moment. He's doing things in the background. So receive, receive childlike things. God didn't say we should be childish. In the kingdom, we are not childish. We are not childish. We don't just do things anyhow. There is a difference between being childish and being childlike. God didn't say we should be childish, but we should be childlike. We should be childlike. So we receive the kingdom with childlike faith. Hallelujah. I want to do this last um, point, and we just call it a day. Hallelujah! Provision in the kingdom. In our kingdom, there is provision. The Bible said in Matthew chapter six, verse thirty-three, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." So, you God, Jesus Christ says, "Seek the kingdom, and you have." you have everything that you need seek the kingdom seek righteousness and you have everything that you need hallelujah jesus was telling us seek himself jesus is the kingdom as we said earlier jesus is the kingdom so jesus was saying seek the kingdom jesus was saying seek me i'm the prize seek me seek my righteousness yearn to be like me yet you know, seek me seek my righteousness and i'll provide it's as simple as that and that is that is our way of life in the kingdom. I can have you know zero CDs in my account. That's how we call it, or zero dollars in my account. But then I know that when once I need something, God will provide. And it's not something I just see, but it's something that I appreciate. Whenever I need something, God provides. Whenever I need something, God provides. Because I'm seeking Jesus. I'm seeking His righteousness. And how do we seek Jesus? By 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 following Him, by yearning more of Him, speaking with Him, by doing what He to do, learning from Him. So I'm seeking Jesus. I'm seeking His righteousness, and as I seek His kingdom, that is seeking the kingdom. As I seek the kingdom, provision is is given. I'm being provided for. Hallelujah. And that is our way of life. God said, said all these things shall be added unto you. All these things. So when you seek the kingdom, you are not supposed to, as Jesus said earlier, you are not supposed to think. He said, look at the bears. They neither so nor you. Yet your father in heaven provides for them. So once you look at the bears, the bears, you literally see that they don't sow. They don't eat, but they have food. Why? Because they are doing what God said they should do. They are flying about, you know, they are reproducing, they are increasing. That is what God said they should do. And they are literally living in the will of God. So God provides for them. They don't think about what they will eat. <laughs> literally, God provides. When they need, God provides. So in our kingdom, we seek Jesus. We seek to be righteous. They will seek to be righteous. They, they will seek to be like Jesus in, in, a, in heart, in posture, in wisdom, in mind, in everything, in our speech, in, in our confrontations, in our relationships. We seek to be like Jesus in our parenting. You know, everything in our weapon. We seek to be like Jesus. We seek Him, more of Him, more of Him. We seek His righteousness and He provides all that we need. And I realize that is different from desire. God said, ask it to be given to you. That is, you ask something that you desire to have. But what you need, He already knows. Said, Your Lord already knows and He provides. So when you are in Him, when you seek Him, when you follow Him, when you are with Him, you work with Him, you learn for Him. He provides what you need. There was a certain man of God, I think John G. Lake, 
and God told John to me to go and preach and minister in South Africa. And he didn't have any money. And he was supposed to take his family, like, he didn't have any money. And where would he go and stay? He doesn't know anyone in South Africa. And before he asked, but he actually had faith and he, he planned to go. So as he was there, a male came and the male had the money of the exact, you know, transportation they needed to take, you know, the ship to South Africa. And he took a ship with his family and that was him. The money was in the exact transportation. So they didn't have anything else again. So now what did they do? Now where do they stay? And before I got down, I think in the they were told that they need some amount of money. They need to know that they have some amount of money before they leave them in South Africa. Because they don't want you to go to a country where you can't provide for yourself. And you'll be a burden there or something. So, so and they didn't have money. And I think just then someone gave them money. And they had that amount of money. And they were able to get out of their ship or land or, or alight the ship. Now they've alighted the ship. Where are they to stay? And there was a certain woman there looking for someone. A friend of his approached the woman. And the woman counted the friend and his family. Like, no, I'm looking for a family of five. And, and, and there is this man of God. God appeared to me in a dream that I should bring them to my home and take care of them as they are in South Africa. Can you imagine? <laughs> that is crazy. That is amazing. God's provision. God literally sent them to South Africa. God gave them away. Yeah. But God knew they would need a place to stay. God knew they would need the money. God knew they would need transportation. And God provided it. God provided it. Hallelujah. So there is provision in the kingdom. I don't care what anyone said. I have tasted provision first time. I have to, and, and, and you take provision in the kingdom when you seek God. When you seek his kingdom. When you seek Jesus and his righteousness. It's right to be self-righteous. There is a difference. <laughs> there are people that say, I've been in church. And, you know, I, I, I don't have provision. I don't have this. I don't have that. Are you actually seeking God that you are in church? Are you in the kingdom or you are in a religion? Hallelujah. So I end with this. There is provision in the kingdom. Like faith in the kingdom. Like privilege to be in the realm of God. To be in the realm of Jesus. That people walk on this earth. We walk on this earth. We do not live. We do not live, hallelujah, by the standards and the systems of this earth. Just like Paul and Silas in the prison were praising God because literally they were free. They had liberty, and liberty is in Christ Jesus. We have liberty in the kingdom. Hallelujah. I want us to share a word of prayer. Let's share the word of prayer. I want you to pray. I want you to pray. You now you know. You know there is a kingdom. Now you know that you operate from the realm of the kingdom of God. Maybe first you didn't know. Maybe first you didn't know. You operated a little from the system of this world. But now you know. And the little you know, I pray, pray that it will go deep into your spirit. That you will start to walk in this knowledge and understanding that you have received in the mighty name of Jesus. May I walk in these principles of the kingdom. May I walk in this way of life of the kingdom. May this understanding sink deep into my spirit and soul. In the mighty name of Jesus, make a strong terrible shapara. I am a child of the kingdom. I want you to pray and thank Jesus for saving Thank Jesus for redeeming you. Thank God for translating you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Father, we thank you. Father, we bless you. Thank you for translating us from the kingdom of Jesus to the kingdom of Jesus. 
Thank you, oh Lord, that we have a kingdom we can be proud of. Thank you, oh Lord, that we have a kingdom we can exist in. Thank you, oh Lord, for your kingdom. Thank you for peace and joy in your kingdom. Thank you for provision and peace in your kingdom. Thank you for in your kingdom. In the mighty name of Jesus, Kadiera Mama Santa Kadiera Baba Baba. In the mighty name of Jesus, I want you to declare and declare. Let's just say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving me my sins. I thank you that you, you are with me. I thank you for saving me. I thank you for redeeming me. I thank you, oh Lord, for bringing me out of darkness into your kingdom. I thank you that I am a citizen of the kingdom of God. I thank you, O oh Lord Jesus, for this privilege to be chosen. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you, thank you, thank you for this one that of, of, of your kingdom. Thank you that though I'm in this world, I am not from the systems of this world. Though I'm in this world, I am not this world. Thank you, thank you, thank you for you. We honor you, King. We honor you, our King. You are Lord over our lives. You are King over our lives. We thank you for your kingship. We thank you for your kingdom. We thank you that we are your children. We thank you that we have the privilege to become children of God, to become kingdom citizens in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you all so much. God bless you for listening to me. Pray that may this word be made manifest in your life in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you all so much. Guys, love you more.